Set your sail for the orange and blue sea. Yeah. You can find me in St. Louis. Where the gun play, rain all day. You better watch who you're talking about. Running your mouth like you know me. You gon' fuck around and chill. Why the show me get caught and show me? Why one on one you can't hold me? If your last name was Hand, only way you wear me out is stitch my name on your pants. No resident of France, but you swear I'm from Paris. Hundred six carats total. Welcome to the Java Men Fighting Illini Podcast. It's December 20th. This is Java Suds. I got an awesome crew with me tonight. It's bragging week, boys. I got Java Jubes with me in the studio in my basement. Jubes. I got I got the doc. What's up, Black? I got Java Joe. Gentlemen, how we feeling? Dragon Rights Week, Christmas Week, doesn't get much better than that. The most wonderful time of the year, fellas. The analytics are going out the window for this pod. <laughs> it goes against everything you believe in, Jubes. Well, Jubes, what happened last year? I want your opinion on last year's game. If you if we dare jump into that real quick. Is it the Bud is it the Bud Light Dragon Rights? Is it Bud Light now? Is it always been that, Joe? You would know better than Joe? any of us. Well, there's there's a there's a portion of Southern Illinois and Central Illinois and <laughs> Central Missouri and Southern Missouri that will not be attending the game. <laughs> Sponsored by Bragging Bud Light. All right, Bud Light Bragging Rights. The Modelo Bragging Rights. I don't think it's called that anymore. I think it's called the. I don't know what it's called, but it's not called. It's not called that anymore. I mean, I just want to get to the bottom of if if Matthew John Mayer Meyer uh, punched Sky Clark before the game. I mean, that's that's my main question. Was that the controversy last year? That's, that was that's, around this time. That's the rumor that he punched him before the game. Yeah. You guys, it looks like you guys, it looks like the MAGA's got a hold of the sponsor rights because it's McBride Homes bragging rights. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. The home, what the is McBride? Builders. What is McBride Homes? Is that development? Yeah, it's it's a home builder, I believe, by <laughs> by the name. I don't I don't know that for a fact. To, to, to anyone that I offended out there, I, I, I didn't mean it. Let's focus on the game. So last year, probably one of the worst bragging rights performance by the Illini, maybe oh. ever. I don't I don't really want to relive it, but do you guys remember the how much were we down by? Was that the snow? Was that the, snow, was that the snowstorm day? What was that, Doc? Was that the snowstorm uh, bragging rights game? It was snowstorm we were down 51 to 27 at halftime oh and we outscored them by two in the second half (laughs) so we lost by 22 we lost by 22 wasn't mizzou terrible last? and hawk and hawkins hawkins was killing you right joe oh my god it was so bad he was just he was just crying and bitching it was it was so bad like by halftime, it was it was so bad that by halftime, I was like, "Well, this is a blowout." I'm Rich Hackman. Shout out to Rich Hackman. Got got us some nice seats, so we had some great seats for that beatdown. And I was just like, "You know what? I'm gonna grab two drinks at halftime, and I'm just gonna people watch and enjoy being close to the court." That's what I did. All right, let's put that out of our heads because we <laughs> we got to stay positive here. Kobe right? Brown's not on the team anymore, right? No. Yeah. Okay. Thankfully. No. Yeah, that's yeah. Okay. 
All right, let's kick things off, boys. We're going to do a little recap of the last – I mean, this is like the the dead period in college basketball. I think we've had two games in the last two weeks. Let's do a recap. We'll start with Tennessee because we didn't really the, – the Java men didn't really get to recap the Tennessee game. And then we'll talk a little bit about the Colgate game as well on a sleepy Sunday. Doc, what were your thoughts on that Tennessee game? Oh, I love the first half. They came out playing really well, and they end up the, end up after the first half actually up in a half where like Shannon and Damas didn't really, you know, produce offensively. And so you're you're up at the half, and you have those guys. Neither of those guys have gotten going at that point, and so you feel really good going into that second half. Played an awesome first half. Second and a half, a few bounces didn't go their way. On the net, there's there's always bad calls going both ways with the officials, right? But on the net, I think there were probably four really, you know, unfortunate calls that didn't go their way. And in a game where it's like, you know, four or five points, a call like that stretches it, you know, to six or seven points. And another one goes to, you know, seven or eight points. And at that point, you know, you're down nine or ten and it was really deflating. The crowd got into the game big time as a result of those calls and they were in the game the whole time like they were never really out of it but they were playing against the officials to an extent and looking back at Tennessee's numbers at home they just don't they just don't lose at home they're a really good team and you know if that happens it's going to be really difficult to win I think the Illini actually played pretty well um and it you know it doesn't hurt to have that loss um so I'm just kind of forgotten about it it would have been a great win to pick up but it's not a bad loss to tally um and i think it shows they can they they looked pretty good and they can compete with anybody on the road um so it's disappointing but um also encouraging at, at, at the same time if that makes sense yeah i think for me i i agree with everything you said doc the, the one call that sticks with me is just the uh the flagrant how somehow? Or I'm sorry. What hook and hold? The hook and hold. Yeah. I that. thought I thought they were looking at it, um, looking at the Tennessee guy for uh, for holding Rogers. That's what I thought they were doing. I, I cannot believe that was called a, a flagrant hook and hold on Rogers. I, I think that was worse than the Melendez call. I I know I'm on an island there, but dude, that that was terrible. The, the, the Melendez dunk in the Houston game. Yeah, yeah. The Melendez dunk. You but all right you. I'm not a zebra guy, but you see college players do that. The Melendez dunk all yeah. the time now. Right. And they don't get called. They don't for call it because they probably <laughs> but, but, put okay. a memo out saying don't call so that. I, I was watching that play legs on on mute, so I couldn't hear what the um uh the announcing crew was the commentating crew was saying about it. So I, I could tell though that they're reviewing it and by just the looks of the play, I thought they must have been investigating the Tennessee player for holding Rogers. Well, Rodgers had position on the play. I I don't know if he had position, but the ball bounced to Rodgers. So the whole thing was out of whack. I mean, at at the very least, just make it a common foul because then the crowd gets back into it. That's what kills it, especially on on a road game or in a road game like that. You let the crowd get back into it. Doc, you talked about the history of Tennessee at home in Knoxville. It's going to be hard to win those games. Bills, what what was your takeaway on the the Volunteers game? 
Yeah, I mean, it was just a it was just a bad. Anyone who's a better, you know, the professional betters talk about good spots and bad spots for teams, and this was an historically bad spot for Illinois. Tennessee had just dropped three games in a row to all, I don't know offhand, but all top ten, top fifteen Ken Palm type teams, somewhat on a neutral court and or away from home, or excuse me, on the road. And Illinois had just come off a big W. Is for the most part, it played pretty well. I think they just caught. I think if they caught Marquette now, they get that game would be a lot closer. But they caught Marquette probably too early in the year while they're still gelling. And Tennessee just needed it more. And they're like, I forget, I, I texted out the stat, but Tennessee's been incredible. I think they have two losses at home in the last three, four years. Yeah. So it was just a, it was just a really bad spot. They needed it more than we did. Um, they had the crowd. The fact that, like to Spinney's point, I couldn't agree more with that our two best play, two best scorers, probably two best players, had such a bad offensive night. I mean, Shannon, Shannon. That's why Shannon's such a good scorer. He 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 gets twenty in his sleep because he he got some um, some garbage points at the end with, at, at the foul line. But there's like no concern. That was that was probably I felt better about that game than most of our wins. Joe, do you because do you have- it's such a tough tough team. It's such a tough road environment. Um, I felt really good coming out of that game. I mean, I wanted to win, but. They were playing with house money. Do you, do you have there's any concern only, there, about? There's only one negative. Go ahead, Doc. It, it, in my opinion, there's only one negative from the game. It's that when, in the second half, when they got down a little bit and things got difficult, they tended to rely on, like, not they they didn't get good quality shots and ended up shooting more three pointers. Um, yep. They shot way way more threes than Tennessee, and if they would have hit some, then they probably end up winning but they they settled for a lot of three-pointers in the second half um shot twice as many threes as as tennessee and in the first half they, they didn't do that they attacked the basket um and they made the three-pointers they did take but that that's what they do when they get in those tough spots i feel like is just gravitate towards oh i better make it up with a three-pointer which is this is the wrong um approach but otherwise in the box score like everything looks pretty good they actually hit like all their free throws which is amazing somehow they're making sure the right guys get to the free throw line i don't know if that's brad playing chess or just luck um <laughs> but the other day uh when ty rogers got a rebound late in the game and he's like i gotta get rid of this thing i loved it yeah hot potato it was a hot potato he's like oh man i better get rid of this ball so i don't shoot a free throw and i love that um but for <laughs> them to shoot great free throws on the road is is um encouraging i think they just can't be so reliant on the three when you have someone like shannon who can just literally get to the line whenever he wants yeah it's the right i mean it's the right guy shooting <clears throat> shooting the free throws right it's i mean we have four or five really good free throw shooters on our team in damas Air, shannon um Garrier played great in that tennessee game he played great yeah he was lighting awesome it up since his his hands getting better the reports out of out of camp or out of the Ubbin are his hands <laughs> healing. So, I mean, Hawkins shot 10 threes. We're just not going to win when he shoots 10 threes. Hawkins shot on the road. Threes. In that game, he shot 10 threes on the road. Yeah, we, we can't <laughs> shoot 10 threes on the road. The mask was I, 0 for 5. Don't, Shannon don't. was 1 for 6. So, like, clearly there were some bad threes in that game. The right guys were taking threes, to, but to Spinney's point, they were just too many of them and we probably i mean there, i'm sure there was an adjustment made at half and because we, we were playing really good matchup offense 
I'm interested to hear Jamie's opinion of our offense the last couple weeks. It feels very much like an NBA type of offense uh, matchup style, which I love since we, we don't have a point guard and we don't have a good o- OC. So, Jubes, um, what did felt, you see? Yeah, what did you good. see in the Jubes, offense, Jubes? Um, I think this one comes down to uh, a, a top seven bag man, Rick Barnes. Uh, <laughs> Scheme and a nice game plan for the Illini. You think Brad got out coached? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I wouldn't say that the reason we lost was because Brad got out coached. I would just say that they Rick Barnes put together a nice game plan against Illinois. Um in the primarily in the second half, they made they made it sure that any time Taryn Shannon drove, there were two or three guys there. Yeah, they were letting them shoot threes. And I think we shot, what did we shoot? 25% from three that game. And it's, and we shot more threes than twos. We shot 36 threes, uh, 29 twos. And so Tennessee basically said, we're not going to let Taryn Shannon drive and beat us. We're going to make the other guys beat us. We're going to make Coleman Hawk and shoot 10 threes. I, that's and, good coaching. And that's, that's I can't believe he shot ten threes. That's good coaching. Um I do like our offense. I I think I think it's very much matchup based. Um, but I think down the stretch a little bit, I think this was like the first time like they had been kinda down, you know, ten plus in the second half, and I think they were just a little not nervous per se, but I think they just, you know, got out of sorts a little bit. And, and, and because that was such a clunky second half too, because yeah. like every play, there was a foul. Every call, <laughs> every, every, it was every possession. And so, um, I, I think they got away from their offense a little bit where they try, tried to just, you know, have Shannon kind of try to take over at the end. And it just didn't work out because Tennessee was just making sure that they, Shannon couldn't beat them basically. Um, at the end, he did get a, a bunch of free throws, but uh, yeah, I mean, and I think their big run in the in the second half, right after the hook and hold, um, Dalton connect. I think he he scored like I think it was like eight or eight straight points or something like that. He's and, good, and he's he's really good. Um, and what they did was they got him kind of in the mid post and just let him go to work. On, on Shannon, actually, who was guarding him the most. I mean, Dalton Canuck's a big dude. He was like, he's like 6'10". He's a, he's, he's a little bit bigger than Shannon. And I mean, it's not, not that Shannon couldn't guard him, but it's kind of hard to leave him on an island like that. And like when he can just go to work and, and kind of get whatever shot he wants there. And I think that happened a few times that allowed Tennessee to slow the game down. And then that's kind of, that kind of was it. I mean, Illinois really never got back into the game um, after that. So I think... The, the one thing I agree that, like, I don't care that we lost this game at all. Yeah. Um, I'd like to see the... I feel like Brad's only, like, signature road win to this point is the Duke game in the... I think it was... 20, was it 2021? The Duke game? It was when there were still no fans in the stadium. Yeah. What, what about Michigan without Io? No, the, yeah, but I'm saying, like... Oh, non, non-conference. Non, I mean, it's hard okay. to get those because yeah, you're not yeah. playing them. Yeah. Right. No, that's but, fair. Yeah. Um, th- th- I mean, the Michigan win without Iowa was obviously our best road win, but yeah. Um, 
it would be nice it would be nice to get like i feel like once we get that like you know i think i feel like if you if you won that game you would basically have no like no concerns getting into the tournament basically yeah. now like you would be in the tournament you know yeah I mean? it, if we win at tennessee we we might be like top seven yeah i mean right tennessee is an is eight ken pound yeah like they're, good. they're not they're very good um so it would have just been nice to get that, but I'm not mad that that happened or anything like that. But yeah, yeah. I mean, I think yeah, I mean, I don't think there's anyone. I don't think there's anyone in the country. You know, you look at the Kansas scrimmage or whatever, which really felt like a real game. Um, Chapop will remind you because he counts it. <laughs> the spy. Um, there, I don't. I don't see anyone in the country that they can't like compete with and play with. Which is that? I mean, that says a lot. Um, there's not many years where you have a team where like I think they could go up against anyone. Um, it felt like they could have beat Marquette when they play them. They could have beat ten, like they're toe to toe with Tennessee, the Kansas game. There's nobody out there that they can't play with, which is which is great. Yeah, it it, it like during those stretches where where like one player goes on a run against you, it would just be nice. And 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 like I get the coaching philosophy, but it would just be nice to like mix something up slightly yeah. during the game. Like make him just don't don't allow Tennessee to know, okay, I got connect one on one in the mid post. I'm just gonna give it to him and that's gonna happen. Like you can have your your base defense, but even just like one possession of something else can really change a game. And I wish Brad just deployed that more. I mean I feel like it's either we're pressing or we're playing our our, you know, our man that that packs it that that's like basically like a packed in man with drop coverage. So I, I just would, I would like to see just little tweaks here and there to help just to help out like slow and run sometimes. It's just not going to happen though. <laughs> I know. It, I know. Yeah. I, I feel like offensively though, I feel like the game plan has been better. I, I don't know what, what I saw with like TSJ and Damask in the FAU game where we just kept going to those guys. I don't know if I remember seeing just Brad. It just, it almost felt like a lot of games of how we lose, where it's like uh, last year, the TJD game, where they just literally did the same thing every game. All, the, the Penn State games, they just did that the same play every possession down. And it just felt so good in that FAU game where we just, like, we were literally just running the same play for Domask, and I loved every second of it. So, yeah, and when, I, when guys get hot, they have confidence. I'm not going to say it's momentum. I'm going to say it's confidence. <laughs> and they, like, they, they feel comfortable, and it, it's a lot easier to score. Yeah. You know what I mean? With, with all that, anal- like, uh, with everything that you guys said about the Tennessee game, I, I also feel like we were a average or above average game from Damask away from winning that game. Because Damask by far played his worst game. Yeah. of the year in that game. And I, I'm not putting any blame on him because he's been awesome. But if he if he plays the, his standards of how he's been playing this year, I think we win that game. So I, I, I agree with you guys. I felt really good about the loss. Joe, any last thoughts? Yeah, real quick. The To me, the offense wasn't the issue in that game. I mean, we scored 79 points on the road yeah. against a really tough team. To me, it was... I, you know, clearly the two guys scoring, but after kind of thinking about this and hearing you guys, we were out rebounded by nine rebounds. 
like that should be our calling card is out rebounding teams. We we have we will have the advantage in every single position besides maybe center, just because Hawkins is maybe not as big as some centers. But they had twelve offensive rebounds, and so I don't I don't there's not doesn't list here the second chance points, but that's that's just too many. And like you get rid of you cut that you know we had eight offensive rebounds you cut that down to eight. I imagine it's a very close game at the end, and then anything can happen. So, to me, you know, again, the some some of the Java men, tongue in cheek, defense travels, toughness travels. <laughs> but that's the reality. If defense would have traveled, and toughness and rebounding would have traveled at this game, we would have won. Yeah. All right. Well, let, let's let's touch briefly on the sleepy Sunday. <laughs> You know, first round matchup four thirteen against Colgate. Who said that? Was that Brad or Hawkins that said that? Brad, said I thought that? they both said it. They both said that. I, I thought it was both of them said it. That it, it prepares them for a four thirteen matchup. Well, Col- Colgate's six and six, so I don't think it's a four thirteen matchup. I, I, I they're going to they're going to win the they've, they've won the. Sorry, I cut you off. Go ahead. I don't know if they're talking about that team specifically as being a potential thirteen. Seed, but they're six and six. Like, is the point that just it was like the time of day, or is he talking about the actual opponent? I think everything about it. Yeah, I think both. Doc. Like, Colgate six and six, though. Like, you're gonna play them, are you? Yeah, I, I mean, they, I, I actually won the Patriot League the last like four years, and they're favored to win it again. Lenardi has oh, our Illinois okay. as a three, and Colgate as a fourteen, playing each other. In <laughs> no, he doesn't. Yeah. <laughs> How, Joe, how do you Is know who's favored to win the Patriot League? That's got to be a troll uh, job. I read. It was, I read a shout out to the Atlanta Inquirer guys. Did you just make that. up who's going to win the Patriot League? No, no. I read. <laughs> I read an article, and that okay. I read a pregame article about about Colgate. Funny story of a guy, a friend of mine from, that I used to work with, played football at Colgate. So I actually know uh, some decent facts about Colgate sports. Okay, potential fourteen seed. He's a recovering meathead, right? Corrected. Joe? I I did enjoy the start we got off to. That's why I was trying to cut you off, Spinny, because I had information <laughs> that the listeners needed, quality information. Good. The one nice thing about this year's squad, aside from Joe, I think you uh, you called it last Java Pod that Brad. I think he's been seven and three, what in six out of seven years? Was it something like that? The, the Col- yeah, some, some, something like that. I don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> Colgate got us to 8-2 and two with that victory. And we really haven't had trouble with the, the mid-majors. I mean, sometimes... Oakland. You, maybe. I, I mean, that's true. Well, it came down to like finally 10 minutes left. But for the most part, you look around the Big Ten, they, there's been some struggles. Chatty. Uh, Loyola's a mid-major. <laughs> no, I, I'm talking about talking this about year, this Doc. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's that's why I feel good about it because we have so had I, trouble with it. So I watched the. Uh, this is very. This is a tangent, but I watched the Marquette lose at uh, Providence Whiskey? last night. Oh, they lost uh, at Providence. Last Providence night. is forty and two in that Providence. arena in their last forty-two games. And they they Providence looked at they had the same game plan as us defensively. Kolek just didn't make the layups he made. I, I was, I want, I mean, I was at the game, the Marquette Illinois game. Kolek was missing layups, and Marquette was literally missing wide open threes. 
last night. Like that. Sometimes game. it's sometimes it's as simple as that, right? Yeah. Exactly. Sometimes you just don't make wide open threes on the road. Providence is like home. it's like a Rutgers ish type arena. Like it's pretty small. It's like it's yeah. It's pretty spooky in there. They play Taylor Swift. Yeah, so <laughs> that's what they were saying on the broadcast. That like they have an incredible record at home. Yeah. Which is like you would never think that, right? Yeah, I mean they're they haven't been like a great team over the past few years, you know. So yeah. Is that didn't the coach go to Georgetown? Yeah, yeah. Cooley went to Georgetown and took Epps and their new he coaches would, their new coach is Kim English, who I think where? there was a guy that was gonna transfer and he's like, Well, we need to play one on one and if I beat you, you have to stay. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. They returned a lot of their good players. Kim English, full circle. Guess where he went to school and played? He's Mizzou, right? He played in the Bragging Rights game at Mizzou. Wow, I thought you were gonna say Slew, Joe. No, he uh, he played four years. He played for the Bulls a little bit too. Speaking of bragging rights, gentlemen, the topic at hand. I got one thing to say about Colgate. <laughs> All right, let's last thought on Colgate. <laughs> no, I, I I just I just want to. Well, two things, actually. One is Colgate is not as good of a team as they were last year. Um, last year, they were the number one team in three-point percentage. Um, Did not know that. This year, they're shooting like 32%. Last year, they were 41%. Wow. Um, but again, they'll, they'll, they might, they'll probably win that league. They're, they're in the tournament every year, it feels like. Uh, secondly, I just want to thank Colgate uh, for covering against the Chiefs last year. Um, or was that two years ago? That was last year. That was no, it was two years ago. Yeah, two years ago. Two years ago. That was after the Illini. Played. Yeah, after Illinois played Chatty, oh. we were we. That we was won. after the Chatty game. I don't remember. Riding much high, Colgate was got. That was Colgate against and, Wisconsin. And Colgate played Wisconsin. Wow, I feel better about this win already. Yeah, yeah. I've got one thing to say about Colgate. Keegan Records. So much. So so much like. The toothpaste Colgate, the brand. <laughs> the Illini have fresh breath coming out of that game because they mm-hmm. have because they have seniority and older guys that know how to handle business. And they're gonna be going in the Bragging Rights game with fresh breath, mm-hmm. fresh minds, and they're gonna take care of business again. Thank well, you, Colgate. Bills, I'm gonna pass it back to you. I, I want a little history on the bragging right. Bragging rights under Brad. What do you got for me? All right. It's, it's not pretty, but let's start with a positive. The Illini and the Bragging Rights game are a uh, overall have won more than Mizzou. I believe the record is. We can tell this podcast is not edited because I had it pulled up and now I no longer see it. But it's, <laughs> it's a, trust it's a big number for Illinois. Oh, Illinois leads 33 to 20 all time. And so since Brad Underwood took over, Brad started, it was a honeymoon phase in 2017 with uh, LaRon Black. Michael Finke was our starting center. Oh, man, that team was bad. <laughs> and, and that was the Trent Frazier coming out party. Was That, that was Trent, Trent as Trent, a freshman. He came off the bench and scored like 23, uh, and the Illini rolled and won 70-64, and that was a terrible Illini team. Mark Ol- Mark Allstork was one for six with two points and played 30 minutes. Wait, who was? Um, Mark Allstork. He was like <laughs> such a disappointment. <laughs> I Allstork. I remember, remember when <laughs> Illinois played Northwestern at uh, 
the Rosemont Horizon or the Allstate Arena. Um, and Allstork made a play. And I don't think I was sitting with you, Shady, but you were on like the other side of the stadium. <laughs> were you at that game? Uh, yeah, yeah, I remember that. <laughs> and you sent a text and you're like, this is Allstork's coming out party. <laughs> <laughs> we're ready to rock. And he sucked. <laughs> he was so bad. That was so <laughs> <laughs> I do remember because he was hyped up. It was amazing how hyped up he was, and he was like, oh. "How is this guy so bad when he was this hyped up?" Dude, I don't even. I oh, literally don't even remember that guy. That's how much of a disappointment. I, know, he, I thought he would ta- play thirty minutes a game and score two points. I thought you were talking he was about an awesome Bertrand. Bertrand Bert- shooter. The only problem was he never got to the line. What year was Bertrand? He was kind of like a guy who never hit his potential, I feel like. No, Bert, Bert you know who was a great bragging rights player was Bertrand. He Bertrand, he had that awesome dunk. Game. Bertrand, I think, was he was a solid player. Yeah, don't, don't, don't throw shade at, at Bertrand. Come on. <laughs> Better so, than All-Star. So, so we had a good start, and then it was, and then the last three years, it's just been rough. So, Wait, wait, wait. Uh, go back I'll to... Tw- I want 2018, I'll give, I'll give the recap. I'll give the recap of yeah. the last three years. So first year, we won 70-64. Frazier's coming out party. And that that was true. That ended up being true because he was a, an Illini great, all-time great. And then Io came and Kofi came. Or Io came with... So this is first year without Kofi. Um, or the year before we got Kofi. We lost... It was pretty... It was beat down. We lost 79-63. Yeesh. Um, we we still weren't very good that year, and I think Mizzou was okay that year. And then the it was Io. Then the next year, Io sophomore year, Kofi's freshman year. No reason we should no business to lose the game, and we freaking lost sixty three to fifty six. And then we played at Mizzou's COVID year. We played at Mizzou, so that's like kind of BS. COVID year, Mizzou at playing at Mizzou, we got kind of screwed. That wasn't neutral site. We lost by three, so I don't, you know, that was our, we had a good team that year, right? So it's not, I just think that was just a weird, like to Jamie's point, you throw out the analytics, COVID year, we got, they played at Mizzou. I'm sure there were like really weird COVID protocols when they were traveling. It probably was just a whole weird experience. Um, So I kind of throw that one out. That was number Um, one seed year though. Go ahead. What? Weren't we the one seed that year? Yeah, that was that team was awesome. We had no business losing that game. That's why it had to have been a weird circumstance. That was like one of the last games we lost. I feel like. Yeah, we got tournament. so hot after that. Maybe it was like one or two more losses, but yeah. we won. We won like the last like fifteen out of sixteen games. Yeah, we lost to Michigan State when I O. Got yeah. knocked out. Yeah. All right, Joe. Twenty one. Twenty one. That was we had. That was a great team. That was the Big Ten championship team. We, it was just a great assembled team. Kofi just dominated. I think Kofi went for like, let me, let me pull this up here. We won 88 to 63. It was a beat down. Was it, that was a great game. Uh, or no, that was a game we were supposed to go to and everyone got COVID. Yeah. The flu. Yeah. We, had a, we were supposed to have a Java men outing at that game and everyone got sick. Um, and we had, yeah, it was just a dominant performance. Kofi had 25 and like 12. Um, and then last year was just, like the other losses don't matter really that much, but last year was just embarrassing. We we don't have to revisit that. But the other losses are somewhat explainable. Maybe not maybe not the Kofi 
the anytime Kofi and Io were playing together, there's no reason we we should lose outside of the COVID year. So I think it comes down to, you know, clearly Mizzou, the Mizzou coaches have have coached this game. I think they've prepped. They've prepped this like a championship game, right? The the Bragnarites Trophy is, I believe, the biggest trophy in college basketball. <laughs> like literally, and it, literally, and it, and it may be the biggest trophy in all of college sports. <laughs> it's huge. And so let's act like it. Let's act like it's a big game. Let's act like it's a winner go home. I think I, that's been the mindset that Conzo got it. Why not? I dodged a bullet not hiring that guy, and then. Uh, the most recent coach, who I think is a good coach, but I can't remember his name, came from FSU. That coaching tree, they're just they put more Get Dennis they Gates, more right? Dennis Gates. Game. What's his name? Dennis Gates. Dennis Gates. Yeah, he's I a good, he's he, a good coach. Was their old coach? Uh, it's this is so. Um, I'm kind of all over the place here, but but let me kind of take a step back here. This game. It's it's an interesting. This game's interesting, right? Because typically there had been guys from St. Louis, uh, guys from Chicago, guys from the region that have been at the school for two, three, four years, and they gave this game a lot of juice. Like you remember, like the whole, all those guys that were committed to Illinois and or at Illinois and left and went to Missouri. So like maybe three, four years ago, this game still had some juice. Who's it? Mark but it Smith. It seemed like d- during Pickett? the COVID year. It's, it's lost its juice. Part of that's, I think, guys aren't around long enough to realize the rivalry. But my hope is that Brad's coaching this game differently, saying, like, guys, this is big. Like, let's get going. Coleman Hawkins, Terrence TSJ, uh, all the guys that were there last year, that was embarrassing. That's embarrassing. Your fan, we, the Illini fans actually show up, and the, the job men who will be there, and we'll get to that, are going to see, like, I guarantee you every Illinois seat will be filled with orange and blue and there will be some missing Mizzou Mizzou seats. And like show up for your team, like act like it's a big game. It's a, this is this is not a standard non-conference game. This is the biggest trophy in all of college <laughs> basketball. Let's act like it. Joe, they've dropped did, four or five. They've dropped four or five. They got to win. Bills, did you or did you not say if Brad drops this game on Friday. You're going to be the newest member of the squad. <laughs> this this sums it up. I think if Illinois wins this game, they have an A minus because if they would have, they had two losses to tough teams, <laughs> they lose one of those. They have an A. If they win both of those, they get an A plus. But they either have an A minus if they win this game, A minus, non conference. If they lose this game, D minus, <laughs> non conference. I would feel pretty good about a W nine and two. Then what do we have? I, I don't want to look ahead, but I think we had FDU. Yeah, and then the kiddies at home before Luckily the, the the guy uh, who figured out how to beat Purdue and no Big Ten team could uh, isn't on, isn't coaching that team anymore. Oh, he's gone. That yeah. guy was a maniac. I think he's on. I think he coaches Iona now. He took uh, Patino's job. I think so because I mean he. I think they just saw it's like oh he figured out how to beat Purdue. When no one else could, even though the Java men have been talking about it for two years. Um, but yeah, sad the point. So I was just looking at the top five for Mizzou in minutes. Their players, four out of five are seniors. And then the, the, the fifth is a junior. So 
This is probably the oldest team we've played this year, and I think the the Illini are older because we we have to be top five in the country. I, I don't know how you can be older than the Illini or more experienced. Does that give anyone any concern? Most of our concern? players are thirty, right? What's that, Joe? Most of our players are thirty, right? <laughs> yeah, feels like it. When TSJ comes back next year, somehow. Any any concern about that? J- J- Javalytics out the window, Jubes. I mean, I don't. I'm not concerned about the age of of the players. I think that they're going to just be approaching it as they need the win more than we do, and I think they're gonna they're gonna lay it all out on the line. I mean, we. We, we've we've the jo- won the games we're supposed to win pretty much. We feel good about ourselves as a team. I mean, you just got to make sure you're not you're not caught uh, sleepwalking out there because you've had a break. So I, I'm not concerned about the, the age of, of Mizzou. I, I just think, you know, players can get hot in these types of games when, when the environment's nuts like that. So I only have one concern for this. I only have one concern for this game. Illinois is a much, much better team. That's clear. The only way they, I think, lose this game is if Mizzou goes crazy from three-point land, and they are a better three-point shooting team. Um, it is possible that they'll catch fire from three. That's the only way they win in pretty much every other facet of the game, aside from free-throw shooting where Mizzou does well, but they don't get to the line that much. Illinois is just a much better statistical team across the board. They have no business losing this game. I want to see the spread. I, I look forward to the guesses for the line, but they, they just there's no way they should lose this game. Did you guys know? Um, so Sean East is Mizzou's best player. He's averaging 17 a game. Do you guys know what he's shooting from three this year? No. Any guesses? 30, 50%. 5%. He's shooting 60.7%. From three? From three, and he averages two and a half threes a game. That's ridiculous. Is that right? Last year, he was 22%. Can I get a stat check on that? This is from ESPN. (laughs) I can get a stat check on that. That seems crazy. I mean, though, though... Illinois is like the 17th best team. They allow a 29%. Uh, three-point percentage on the year. So they they generally guard the three and give up twos. I mean, that's Brad's philosophy. He'll he'll let you do it all game. So that's what... Wait, you mean the opposite. You mean the opposite. No, I mean that Brad wants you to shoot twos and he won't let you shoot threes. And so... Wants you to shoot t- tough twos, right? Not like you... Not layups. Sure. Not layups. Well, he's, it seems like right. he's emphasizing guarding the three-point line. He would, so he, I, let it, the chips fall. Yeah, I mean, he would. Obviously, he's not giving up layups, but yeah. he's he, he's okay giving up twos for threes. I don't hate that approach. Right. Or giving up threes for twos. Yeah. yeah. It's an analytical approach, for sure. Maybe more so in the NBA where they're really good shooters. Yeah, but, I mean, they should, they should be able to guard him there. Yeah. And... They're also Mizzou's not a very good uh, rebounding team, which is again another reason why Illinois should should win this game. But 
I mean, all it takes is one guy. I mean, they were ahead against Kansas last week. Um, or, or I think it was either last week or two weeks ago, like it, well into the second half. So they're, they're, a, they're a capable team for sure. Um, just hope, hope that our guys are ready to play. We can't lose this one, boys. I, Joe, I just cannot be in attendance for this game and, and walk out a loser. I feel like we've had pretty good luck together, though, at these types of games. Yeah, there's a lot of good mojo coming down from Chicago. I'm feeling really good about it. Can I, I've, I've, I've caught a couple of really funny stats from the last couple of years of bragging rights. Can I oh, yeah. give those out real quick? So just in case, I know we all complain about the Illini. Sometimes we don't shoot the best from three. But let's, let's think back to not, not too long ago, two years ago, Brad brought in Grandy and Plummer. And both were three for five from three point on bragging rights two years ago. Great Trent was three for seven. The Illini overall shot 12 for 25, 48%. Just rain in threes on the Tigers. That was uh and then, that was the game we won by 25, 21. Yeah. And then yeah, exactly. And then the game we got killed last year. I'm this guy, I'm going to give you this stat line. I'm going to let you guess who it is. He played 24 minutes. He shot 2 for 8 from the field, 0 for 6 from 3, 6 rebounds, 1 steal, 1 block, 6 turnovers. Hawk. <laughs> yeah, in Coleman. In 10 tiers. Coleman? The Hawk. Yes. This was last year or two years ago? That was last year. Nice. It, that was the game where the Hawk was just yelling at the coaches, right? <laughs> yeah. I just thought that was funny. Who Who's the guy on Friday? Who's stepping up? They don't need they don't need anyone to step up. the The statistical comparison the the biggest thing is the rebounding margin. Mizzou can't rebound. Illinois is amazing at rebounds. Mizzou's minus four rebound margin. Illinois is plus ten. They're going to get every rebound if they I don't. I like that. There's, there's no reason they shouldn't get pretty much every rebound. And if you control the boards, you're just you're. There's no like I said. There's no reason for them to win. This is a bad matchup for Mizzou unless they can somehow get super hot from three. But to Jupe's point, like they're they're gonna. That is something that Brad will scheme against. I just there's no way they're gonna lose. You don't think so, Doc? No, you, you no sound way. pretty how confident. Get, how do you get blown out? I mean, we'll know. There's no the way. They're going to come out and dominate from the start like they should because they got embarrassed last year. Or else, the problem with this new generation is they don't care about getting embarrassed. <laughs> <laughs> and that'll be a problem. I'm hoping that the generation doesn't. I'm I'm hopeful for this generation. TSJ, Dude, I've seen his 5 a.m. wake up video. I was just gonna I say, gonna come out. I think beast. he's gonna come out Dude. and just. I think he's gonna have 15 in the first half. TSJ, I saw that video too, Joe, and he is. I'm telling you, I, I am proud that that guy is representing the Illini. I, I love everything about TSJ. The fact that we've had Io and then TSJ, I mean, don't, I mean Kofi too, but those two guys, Chicago guys, yeah. It's like, how do you not? If you're not a baller from Chicago, why would you not go to Illinois? 
Like those guys are going to be royalty the rest of their lives. Although Io did come back and was charging cash like fifty bucks for an autograph recently. <laughs> Io was. Where was that at? Was that out lose stock? Oh, Malnati's when he was filming those commercials. Oh yeah, I got that jersey <laughs> <laughs> from his Lou from um, Io's Lou Malnati's. Uh, campaign that jersey's sick by the way sick all right so mizzou hasn't beaten anyone by the way they won at minnesota i think is probably their best game they were pretty competitive at kansas in lawrence which is impressive i know that's a rivalry game but they they haven't beaten anyone statistically they don't come close to what illinois put up i like there's no way they should illinois can lose this game it it, that just easy it should be an easy win it just makes they me nervous. Up, though. They were up at half though against Kansas. I know, but wasn't it didn't wasn't Indiana too? But to, yes, but to Spinney's point, I was watching that game, and uh, they, much to Lori's dismay, on our birthday anniversary Christmas date, <laughs> and zoo was making a bunch of threes, and I just like even if. If that happens all game, we're going to lose, but that's not going to happen the whole game. Yeah. Or no, they weren't winning after the first half. They were winning. They were winning with like eight minutes left in the first half, and then Kansas took over. This is, Joe, if this line is anywhere close, like if it's not a fat line, I think it's a multiple unit game. I think it's going to be a double-digit line. I'm not touching it if it's a double-digit line. Oh, no. I'm saying if it's like six and a half or less, which I could I could see it being a close line, you, it's multiple unit game. Yeah, I agree. Step into the suite, Doc. Lead us off. What do you think? Ooh, I, you, just, you just put double digits in my head, Joe. I don't think it's going to be double digits. Double Rivalry digits. game. What what's Mizzou's Ken Palm Jubes? They're like 80th, 80th or something. That low? They're 84 plus plus 9.2. 84, yeah. I don't know wow. the exact number, but it's low. Dude, these games I All right. I these games make me nervous as hell. Like when you have just such a big underdog in these rivalry games. We see it all the time, like the Cubs Sox games. Like usually, there's one team that's way better, but it doesn't matter. Those games get crazy. It just weird shit happens. I just I, I eight eight points. Eight minus eight. Jubes. Jube. No, we got to save Jubes for last. All right, I'll I'll go. I'm gonna go nine and a half. Trade I'm gonna ball? go. Am I up? Yep. Bills, yep. you're up. I'm gonna go eleven. Oh, oh wow! All That's right, a big time. line. Yeah, I run think, it through I, the model. I think it's nine and a half too. Jubes, you got nine and a half. Ooh. It's gonna be interesting to see that come out. I'm shocked it's not out yet. These games, these lines come out late for these college games. Yeah, college games is like less than 24 hours. So, Bills. Less than 48 hours, we will be in one of the best places on this earth, 
McGurk's pre-gaming for this game. Third time's a charm. We talked about 21 the COVID year. 22 the snowstorm, which they, I'm, in hindsight, I'm thankful that happened because that would have been brutal to drive five hours to see that shit show. What do you think, Joe? What's on the, the menu for tomorrow? Or I should say for Friday night. Oh, man. <laughs> oh, the smile on your good. face says it all, by the way, Joe. We we are we are going to head down to, you know, the friendly pub, the iFriendly Irish pub, Johnny McGurk's Irish pub and garden. Always Illinois fans show out. It's usually 80% Illini fans, 20% Mizzou fans. And I give my brother, older brother Patrick, who runs who runs McGurk's now, who's a Mizzou honk. <laughs> I always tell him, the Illini support the family business. They support the pub. And he's like, oh, yeah, you know. And he has nothing to say, and he always has something to say. So that's when I know I'm right. We're going to go down there and have a couple, couple uh, TSJ bombs. Maybe some Brad Brad bombs. Uh, have a couple shots, some apps. Maybe a Guinness stew. Maybe some fish and chips. Ooh. Maybe a corned beef and cabbage. Maybe a Reuben. I don't know. Toasted ravs. And then we're gonna head down. Toasted ravs. Oh yeah, I buried the lead. Toasted ravs. <laughs> and then and then we're gonna head down to the game. And it's gonna the energy. I think it's gonna be good. People are like, people have been getting sick. You know, like the last couple of years, COVID. Like, I just think there, it's gonna, there's gonna be some extra juice in the Illini fans that are down there, and I think we're gonna come out and it's gonna be good, and we're gonna come out hard. And it's, it's, I don't know. I'm just really pumped. I feel really good about that. We have a contingent coming, um, and then our favorite band that plays in McGurk's has their Christmas show that night. So Ooh. we're gonna go down and you know have a few beers at the game, watch a W, and then. And then head back to McGurk's and watch the live band. For those of you who don't know, McGurk's has a live band seven nights a week. Or excuse me, last six, last time I was at McGurk's, Joe. Last time I was at McGurk's, the entertainment was ten out of ten. Yeah, it's gonna be it's it's gonna be a great. It's the live best show. in town. Lucky, shout out to Lucky. He's the Irishman. He he showed up to McGurk's <laughs> on St. Patrick's Day in 1989 and asked for a job and he's been there ever since hey joe um i'm i'm gonna have my yep. java men hat on can we offer up to any listeners that are frequenting mcgurk's friday to get a round of, of bread bombs <laughs> anyone who yeah. identify you, with the java men if you come up and show us your downloads and your listens to the java men podcast <laughs> you will you will have a free shot and a free beer <laughs> And then probably, if we win, probably free drinks for the night. <laughs> keep that in mind. I cannot this. wait, dude. I, I'm. This is like a three-year buildup for me. I just, I cannot wait. I'm so pumped. It's. I. I they're just not gonna. They're not gonna lose the game unless they get torched from three. I do respect Dennis Gates, though. I do respect him as a coach. I think he's. A promising coaching candidate. He's won a lot of games. I think he did really well last year, and he's one for one, one hundred percent in his mat in his X's and O's matchups against Brad. So, um, have respect for him. I just don't think he has a good enough team this year to beat this Illinois team. Were we still running the press last year against Mizzou? Is was that the game that like 
where the straw broke the camel's back in that one. I think that might have been the game where, like, all right, we're not running the press anymore. I, I think we were, like, in a real bad streak last year. When we, like, we almost lost to, like, a D2 school. What, who did we, do you guys remember that Alabama game? Alabama State, I want to say. It was, like, a two-point game with, like, five minutes left. Yeah. There was just, like, a bad, like, two weeks. I, I think uh, the boys were a little sleepy from finals week. Not much juice. I, that that needs to change. There's, there's an outside chance we'll be top ten going to this game. Well, or after I, this game, uh, I'm feeling too confident. That's what uh, I, I forgot who was saying that, but there's a good chance if the chips fall where they should, that when we meet Purdue, I think in two weeks' time, that's a top ten matchup. Yep, that's right. Well, we have we have Mizzou, then we have Fairleigh Dickinson, and then is it Northwestern? At home. At home. So if we win those three, I mean, we'll so, probably I mean we'll probably be right there. Yeah. And I, I think we're gonna be we're gonna be more than six point favorites in all those games, right? Do you think we'll be? I mean, we'll we'll talk about the kitties in a week from now, but yeah, that's a separate pod. That's Ju- a separate pod. Jubes, we're going to do a let's get pickled session. Tell me about your first time stepping into John D. McGurk's. I was with you. I'll never forget. <laughs> um, I remember the uh, toasted raviolis <laughs> caressing my taste buds. No marinara sauce on those. Just, just, dip, just, just eating them plain. And this was what year? This was 2006, fall of 2006, freshman year? No, it was... Or fall of 2007. It was for the Mizzou game and... Oh, no, it was... Yes, it was 2007. Well, then we would have been sophomores. I thought we were freshmen. Greer was still at Mizzou. Yeah, so we were freshmen. No, he he came the second semester. Oh, second semester, that's right. So, yeah. I mean, I remember doing a lot of... Irish car bombs, a lot of Red Bull vodkas. I remember not paying for anything. <laughs> and uh, I remember being mad because our friend who's insanely cheap also got all of those things for free. <laughs> um, so, but yeah, I mean, I wanted to go back every year after that because, I mean, the beer garden, the atmosphere, the employees, the family that runs it. <laughs> All great people. Oh, it's the best. I remember that same day, and literally we just got there. We sit down at the bar, Joe, and you just go behind the bar, and you just make us like two rounds of Vegas bombs. And we just went back to back on the Vegas bombs, and I'm like, what the hell is happening right now? Those were the best, man. Remember the Mizzou Illini football matchups? Oh, yeah. I mean, Perenni... Prenny got kicked out of the stadium, right? <laughs> yeah, Chase Daniel. He was doing he was doing double. Uh, <laughs> I don't want to say it on the pod. He was doing a double. He was doing a maneuver, double fellatio, double manu- a double stroking maneuver gesture. It was told to stop, wouldn't, and ended up getting us uh, kicked out. It was uh, it was a Bud Light type of maneuver. Did we walk to McGurk's that day? He was, yeah, he was yelling. Chase, he was yelling. 
Was it Chase Daniel or Blaine Gabbert? No, it was Chase, it was Chase Daniel. Daniel. Oh, I will Gabbert. never forget it. Back. It was Chase Daniel. I'll I'll remember it that. Been Chase Daniel. If I lived in '95, I'll remember the Chase Daniel. <laughs> the the only issue is we we played Mizzou and they were good, and then we took a break, and then Mizzou wasn't very good, and now that we're starting to schedule them again, they're good again. Yeah, we should have kept playing them. We probably would have gotten some W's in there. They also had Jeremy Macklin. I'm pretty sure he scored like four touchdowns against us one game. Oh, he was unstoppable. He was so good. We went up big in that game. Remember early Juice and early and earliest Ben or Regis, Regis Ben? Yeah. And Richard were dominating. Oh, and I was Richard. in the zoo section. <laughs> and I was just all over everyone. My family, every, everyone. I was just, you know, because it was prime. We were like, what, juniors, seniors in high school and in college. And I was, you know. I, I couldn't I couldn't have been a bigger bigger jerk. And then it just all came crumbling down in the second half. I pretty much had beer poured on me. <laughs> People were just going nuts, yelling at me. Much all that I deserved because we freaking blew it. Joe, yeah, I don't Perenni, Perenni was Zook, egging Zook was on a horrible game. Perenni was egging on the Mizzou fans. We did get kicked out, so joke was on us. But um <laughs> do um <laughs> nah, never mind. <laughs> Joe, the uh, I don't want to jinx anything, but I think I'm 0-4 in Illinois Mizzou games in St. Louis because I never, I've never been to bragging rights. But I all four of the football games we lost. We have no business. Like I, this is the issue with with the way Brad has coached this game because we're all like, oh, I don't know, it's a road game, it ain't gonna happen, it's a neutral site, blah 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 blah. It's like, no, <laughs> we're fucking better than that. We're way better than that. We have They're a bunch way of twenty-three-year-olds. Our, our our top five are better than probably their entire. They're they're probably their whole starting five. Maybe they have one guy better than Rodgers. Yeah, I mean they lost their There's two best players reason. from last year. Hodge and yeah. Kobe Brown. Let's just fucking play some defense, rebound, show some toughness. Did you guys see Mendenhall? Did you see Mendenhall went viral? Do you think he got hacked? Oh yeah. <laughs> I mean, didn't he post a I video? It. I don't think he got hacked. I mean, he, I think he said it on a video. <laughs> that was that was legit. Yeah. Yeah, he didn't get hacked. <laughs> I don't think. Richard. Don't we know who uh, who Richard would spend time with after, outside of practicing games in college? Yes. No. Don't no need to name names, but um, yeah, we're not going to do that. She's a happily engaged woman. <laughs> But I couldn't. Yeah, he went viral the other night. That was crazy. Congratulations, Sarah. Kidding. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, gentlemen. What do we think? Final predictions. Friday night. I need to be a happy man walking out of McGurk's. It's going to be comfortable for you, lags. It's going to be a um, borderline beatdown, twelve to fifteen point win. A line I cover. Jubes. What's what's the score? You got to give us a full score, Spinny. Yeah, let's let's do full scores. Seventy nine and a captain. Sixty four. Yeah, yeah. Let's do that's do. I like that, Jubes. And a captain of the ship, Doc. I need a score and a captain. The captain. Yeah, we name a captain. No, Ooh, no, like plank. We're PMA. <laughs> no plank. PMA. No plank. No plank. No plank. Captain only. I need a score. Seventy nine to sixty four. TSJ is my predicted captain he's going to get to the free throw line and just play a really good game he doesn't want to lose this game 
twice. He didn't come out in the NCAA tournament and play a good game. This year he looks like a different player. Um and he'll be the he'll be the focal point of the offense, the game, play really well. Illini win by fifteen, seventy nine to sixty four. Coleman Hawkins cannot shoot ten threes. <laughs> All right, I'm going. I, I think we're getting revenge on last year. I'm going I'm flipping the script. We lost 88-63 last year. We're going to one-up it. We're going to go 90-61 to victory. Ooh. <laughs> Blowout. Thrashing. Captain of the ship, my guy Q. I just feel like this is going to be a, a, a Quincy game with the rebounding, the, the discrepancy that you mentioned, Doc. That, that dude's a monster on the boards. Oh, I love, he's a great rebounder. I love his aggressiveness. I think he's going to be all over the court, and he's going to be the MVP. He'll be he he'll be my captain. Jubes, I'm going to go seventy eight to sixty six. Illini, and my captain of the ship is going to be Luke Goody. Ooh. Ooh. That might have stole Joe's. Luke. Um Missouri Missouri. <laughs> Missouri. Missouri is uh 246th in Division 1 in three-point defensive percentage. And so I think uh he's going to have some opportunities there. Who do you think Goody's getting the minutes from? Q? Um or just split up, split across the board. I think Maybe he'll Hawk. play like twenty something minutes. Have that wrong? They're not two forty six. They're 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 in the middle. But I still think it's it will be him. Do you think? Do you think Goody likes when they bust out the orange jerseys? <laughs> <laughs> he looks so bad. That's all. I I, I cringe for him because I'm like, oh man, he it's the best jersey. Right it's just not a good fit. <laughs> Yeah, you can't. They got to do the, the white flying Illini jerseys. Those are sick. Do we know what jerseys they're wearing? I don't. Anyone know? Uh, I'm having a. I'm having. I'm struggling. What I'm gonna wear? I've got about three ideas. Three orange ones. I have. I have one orange one now. That but now that you said that, I was like, maybe I should. Do you have a Mendenhall jersey? <laughs> I have a Regis Ben jersey. Take us home, Joe. All right, boys. A couple things in here. I have faith in I have faith in this generation. They are gonna come hungry. They're gonna come angry. They were embarrassed. They <laughs> listened to the Javaman pod last year. They're gonna play clips of us talking about how embarrassing that was in the post game. Video, Illini eighty six. No, excuse me, Illini eighty two. Mizzou sixty five. And the captain is going to be none other than Terrence Shannon Jr. He's the leader. He's the alpha. He's going to put up thirty, a thirty burger on the Tigers. Because guess what? When you're hitting threes. And you're driving, and you're hitting mid-range jumpers. You can't be stopped. TSJ yeah. is going to roll 30, 
And the thing we're going to be most concerned about is how quickly can we get to McGurk's because it's a little tough to get rides. So I'm already situating rides for us to get out. The quick exit? Get back to the live music the- in, in a warm, warm pub, cold drinks. Uh-huh. You might be able I'm, to leave. I'm more concerned about. Yeah, you could probably beat the crowd and leave with a few minutes left. Wow. Yeah, that's what I that's think. That's how confident we are, guys. I love the quick exit. Don't get me wrong. I I do it frequently. Usually when the Bears are down by about 20 in the fourth quarter. <laughs> Last question before we close it out, Joe. What's the rump situation in the stadium? <laughs> In, oh, in the stadium, there's actually the at the uh, Enterprise Center. Shout out uh, to uh, St. Louis, St. Louis uh, headquartered company, Enterprise Center. They've done a lot for the city of St. Louis. A great company, great company. Uh, we there's a lot of it, it's it's good. There's a lot of mixed drink stations, plenty of rum. Uh, I made a special call down to McGurk's, <laughs> and. We will have extra spiced rum. Oh, bells! You're too in the kind house for the lagatuda, lagatudas. That's right, plural. The scallywag oh, making wow. the trip. Legs, you're going. You're going as a couple. Yeah, the scallywag. She'll she'll drink McGurk's drive the spiced rum as well. When oh, in wow. Rome, it's a big night. Big night indeed. The car, the green carpet will be rolled out at McGurk's. Oh man, I just. I wish I was there right now. I'm I'm counting the hours. I'm pumped. Any last thoughts? Orange and blue slash green carpet, I should say. Any last thoughts from the crewman? This is not a uh, Mizzou Illini thought, but Io is part of the third highest rated lineup right now in net rating in the NBA, which basically means like efficiency. So he doesn't get much he's, PT. He's a stud. He's, why, why he's, don't they? Why doesn't he play more? He's he been is, playing he more with playing Levine more out. With Levine out, and he's. I think he's showing that he he he's actually shooting well this year. Last year he didn't shoot well at all, um, and he's he's like, I think this year he might be starting to be making a name for himself a little bit. So, props to him. Props to Brad. Yeah, props to Brad for getting Io. Bills, you got the final thoughts on the bragging rights game. Uh, this game, this game has <clears throat> there's a lot of there's historically a lot of juice in this game. Um, Mizzou needs to catch up to the Illini in terms of season expectations, build a popular program because there's nothing better than ending non-conference season right before the holidays, a 50-50. Every time a basket's made, one side of the arena's up, the other side's down. There's nothing better than that kind of environment. When the juice is high, there's nothing better than going to this game. It's it's an atmosphere <laughs> unlike I've ever been a part of. Um, it's that incredible, and it's and I'm hoping it'll be close to that um, on Friday night. It probably won't be because again, Mizzou needs to hold up their end of the bargain. <laughs> This game has a chance to have a billing of, of being the best, but I'm, I'm confident. I feel good. I'm just happy that the job men are coming down. We're going to have a, a great, great day and night. You heard the man. All right. Well, that's it for tonight. We'll catch you guys next week after a huge dub by Early and I. Thanks for listening. I-L-L. I and I. I and I.
Yeah, it's time to walk the plank.